The U.S. oil and gas industry was shocked last week by the sudden death of one of its most influential executives. Aubrey McClendon was killed after driving his SUV into a concrete embankment a day after being indicted on bid rigging and price fixing charges. He was the former CEO of Chesapeake Energy, a major producer now floundering under low oil and gas prices. Our Inside Energy reporter, Dan Boyce, explores whether Chesapeake's cautionary tale contains a glimmer of hope. Listening to reports from the oil field, BP plans to cut its upstream workforce to fewer It's than one long string of bad news. More cuts at Halliburton. Anadarko Petroleum reports a one and a quarter billion dollar fourth quarter loss. You're hearing this everywhere. In Colorado, where I'm based, it's been in Canna and Noble cutting jobs. Those are some of the big players. A lot of smaller companies are just shutting down. But when you look at companies in trouble in this oil crash, there's just something different about Oklahoma-based Chesapeake Energy. Chesapeake was was really symbolic. That's Joe Wirtz. Energy and environment reporter at State Impact Oklahoma. And symbolic because the company was one of the key leaders of the U.S. oil and gas boom of the last decade, aggressive with new technologies and taking big risks, leasing a lot of land with oil and gas locked up in tight shale rock formations. They talked about themselves as the world's biggest fracker. All this under the leadership of co-founder Aubrey McClendon. Chesapeake grew so fast, becoming the country's second largest producer of natural gas in the mid-2000s and making McClendon a billionaire. Steve Trammell, an oil and gas expert with analytics firm IHS, he says all this rush helped lead to where we are today. I mean, everybody kind of caught shale fever. Chesapeake took out a ton of loans, trying to grab up as much land and drill as much as they could. Their debt balance just got out of whack. Chesapeake helped inspire so much drilling that it led to a huge oversupply. Natural gas prices crashed in 2008, and just like that, Chesapeake was in trouble. In 2013, the company forced Aubrey McClendon out. New leadership is trying to get Chesapeake's finances under control, but not an easy task, especially as oil prices tanked in the last year and a half. Chesapeake is beating back bankruptcy rumors. The company lost almost $15 billion in 2015, and its stock is trading at 4 bucks, down 75% from a year ago. Like many other oil and gas companies, they are drowning in debt and are selling off assets. Yet Steve Trammell points out a flip side to all this. Chesapeake is selling a lot of stuff. That means somebody is buying it. The people who have good balance sheets are able to pick up some bargains right now and get some assets they might not have ever had access to when prices were stronger than they are. Example, Denver-based Four Point Energy recently purchased 3,500 of Chesapeake's oil and gas wells in western Oklahoma and the Texas Panhandle. This is a sweet deal for Four Point. They're a small company. With the purchase, they produce about a tenth of what Chesapeake does. But these are good wells, and oil and gas prices have been so low for a while now. Could these kinds of purchases, like Four Points, be a good sign for oil and gas? Is there any sense that it represents, oh, we might be hitting the bottom of the trough, so to speak? Well, that, that's the hope, and the, the oil price has been trying to find its bottom with both hands lately, right? Whether we've hit that bottom is a prediction that seems wise one day and shaky the next. The world is still awash in oil and gas, 
Some of the biggest oil countries, led by Russia and Saudi Arabia, are working on a deal to freeze production levels. But even if that happens, there's no guarantee the oil and gas glut will ease anytime soon. Meanwhile, in Chesapeake Energy Country, Oklahoma reporter Joe Wirtz says the local economy and tax base are feeling the effects, and companies like Chesapeake are just working to stay alive. And try to make it through uh, to drill another day. For Inside Energy, I'm Dan Boyce. For photos, video, data, and more, check us out at InsideEnergy.org.